Episode of Sleeping Around the Podcast. Uh, today we are featuring our lovely guest, Dr. Tiffany Stratton. Thank you for being here, Tiffany. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for being here, Tiffany. Uh, we are also going to be drinking fat ass wine today. Fat ass wine. Where's fat ass from? They are in Fredericksburg, Texas, and uh, we are so blessed uh, to have them. That was the very first winery that my mother took me to in texas okay so there is some i have some love for them and it's also a good wine so how we start every show we need to like subscribe give a thumbs up please enjoy and to tiffany stratton doctor mm. welcome to sleeping around with dr brandon and matthew cheers cheers i love red wine Mm, yum, 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 yum. That's yum, good. Yum. And it's not bad. Mm-hmm. Not I bad like at it. all. I like it. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for being here with us. Mm-hmm. We are so, uh, I think there's a lot of connections here. And so I think we kind of need to dive into how we know each other. You know, it's interesting. I was, um, t- Tiffany and I, Dr. Stratton and I went to dental school together. Okay. Mm-hmm. What seems like many years ago now. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, we went through dental school together. We graduated. We went our separate ways. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like many dental school people, you never really run into them again. And okay. so for years, I, I did not run into Tiffany. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I don't keep up with social media very well and all that kind of stuff. So yes, I know. Yeah, I know. So uh, anyways. But your MySpace looks great. <laughs> so you're doing a good job. So about three years ago, I'm at a conference. I'm in in Florida. Was it in Florida? Yes. I'm at the DS3 Symposium. DS3. Yep. And... Um, uh, right up behind Brandon, right like right over behind me. I turn around, Tiffany. I haven't seen you since dental school. How's it going? Mm-hmm. She's like, well, I'm, I'm I'm getting into the sleep thing, so I'm here. Yes. And and you had not even started your business yet. Mm-hmm. I think you were just like you just it was a, a a thought in your mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what? Like, tell us a little bit about like after dental school. You yeah. you went and you did yeah. dentistry. Tell us like what brought you here? Well, Brandon probably doesn't remember me in dental school because I was pregnant two out of the four years Wow. in school. And wow. <laughs> it was crazy. Um, so I didn't have a huge social connection like, you know, with, with uh, the other classmates, sure. kind of just my crew that was in my group. Um, but after dental school, I started a practice in San Antonio. Okay. Um, Sold it in 2017. I was actually diagnosed with narcolepsy Ooh. in 2014. Okay. Um, and so. How, how'd you find out? Like, what was that like, that, yeah, that process was, of getting diagnosed? So, okay. Jeez, this is TMI, I feel like. But um, I actually had a patient who was a psychiatrist. And I remember telling her, she was so sweet. She's such a sweet, sweet lady. Um, and I remember telling her, like, oh, gosh, I'm just so tired. I would, like, go into the next op and actually sleep between patients. I was so tired. Really? Wow. I would sleep between patients in the dental chair. And, um, and would the assistants just come wake you up? Yeah, they just come wake like, me up. I'd take, like, a 10, 15-minute nap and then just go. Like, I would fall asleep all the time. How many, like, how many naps a day? Oh, God, probably, like, seven or eight. Wow. I was so tired. Wow. So in dental school, I was pregnant. And so I, would I was sleep, trying to do know, the math. So you just thought you were tired because you were pregnant. Well, it was always dental something. School. Dental yeah. school, you've got a business, you've mm-hmm. got four kids, whatever. There's always a reason to be tired. And then after my last one was born, I was like, 
I'm still so tired. There's something wrong. All my labs came back normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was talking to this patient and she said, you know, I got diagnosed with narcolepsy at 40. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's weird. She's like, you really need to go see my psychiatrist. Um, he's an amazing diagnostician. So I thought maybe I'm just depressed. Like, you know, maybe it's sure. time. Yeah. And so I went and saw the psychiatrist that she recommended and she was a psychiatrist too. Yeah. And I went through about a year of like antidepressant meds, trying mm-hmm. all these different medications. Why am I so tired? Why am I so lethargic? Any of that make any difference? No, any of the meds that you were taking? Reactions or, okay. Every single one. I yeah. had one of them made me have like a lazy eye. I like look at people and I'm like, one eye starts going the other way. And my assistant, my manager, which I, like, I don't remember. I think it was my left one. <laughs> I could tell you right now, it's still your right it's one, but that's okay. it's still a little lazy. That's okay. No. So is handsome Dan and he's yeah. not an eye. So we're yeah. good. Yeah. So anyhow, that's TMI. But um, so she she got me with him. He diagnosed me. He asked me to go take a sleep study, and I did. And so uh, out of all this time, you were going to doctors. You were seeing psychiatrists. You were you were doing labs. You were doing all this stuff. Yes. And at any time, did any doctor say you need to take a sleep study? Never. In fact, the one I remember who was supposed to be one of the best doctors in town said we can't uh, say names. Remember that. No, I won't. I won't say names. He was actually a really great, great physician. Just. His, his philosophy was like, if you hear hooves, it's not zebras, it's horses, right? Like just, right. that's what happens. That's what right. you should do. Mm-hmm. But in my case, I was a zebra. Yeah. You know, right. I was the exotic. And so, um, when I went to the psychiatrist, it still took like nine months before he did a sleep study. Wow. Wow. And, and what um, year was that? That had to have been you said 2014. 2014. Okay. Wow. That is so now, okay. did, now curious. Cause a, a narcolepsy sleep study is different than yes. sleep apnea sleep study. So right, right. what was just... Well, yes and no. I think you start off with a sleep study. You start off with an in-lab PSG. There you go. Mm-hmm. Followed by the MSLT, MSLT. Them, mm-hmm. yep, which mm-hmm. is the next day. Right. So mm-hmm. a lot of people maybe don't understand yeah. a sleep study or... Remember, uh, we're talking to uh, an audience that might not know what those mean. A lab study. Yeah. So, yeah. so walk us through, like, what was that sleep study mm-hmm. process mm-hmm. like for you? Yeah, I've had so many sleep studies done since then. Um, and I'll say that an in-lab sleep study is no joke. You go in yep. and they hook you up to, you know, all these electrodes on your skull, cranium, mm-hmm. yep. your masseters, all your legs, your heart rate monitor, mm-hmm. oxygen. You sleep in a bed that's all, not yours. All of your legs. Just well, all of your legs. All, all, of, all yeah. over your legs. Oh, okay, all over your legs. Like, yeah. Uh, I was like, like you had a lot of different I, legs. I have, I have two. Just two. Okay. All of them. The, 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 the unique thing is the centers in the hair and the mm-hmm. glue and the yep. glue. And it is so evasive, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you're not in your own room. Yeah. You're yeah. being monitored all night by mm-hmm. video mm-hmm. and video. by this. Yes. And it's it's so odd to think like this is how we monitor sleep. Yeah. 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 So go ahead. But so it's, how it's many people efficient. how many people were in the lab at that night that you did your study? I did a study one time and it was a it was a three bed lab mm-hmm. oh there were like more people sleeping in the same room as you no no not the same room oh. yeah that's but, called the hostel <laughs> and they're totally different um go ahead Brandon, the room next door to me <laughs> you know but sometimes you could hear what's going mm-hmm. on in the room or you run into them in the hallway mm-hmm. or you know as you're brushing your teeth in the morning yeah. you didn't you didn't so did you again make any, that's a hostel did, did okay any, hold on there's a difference. did you make any friends any at the sleep lab is my question lab? It's um, not go away just camp. A technician. Okay. Yeah, it's, so it really so you got hooked up to all the wires, 27 wires, mm-hmm. legs. Mm-hmm. All my legs. All your legs, <laughs> masseters, uh, every chest, everything. Yes, yep. Yes. And um technician probably like that. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. I'm sure. And and so then you go to bed. Yeah. Kind of. Now, when I went to Ish. bed, when I did my study in, in the lab, mm-hmm. 
And I was always told that I was an excellent uh, snorer mm. when I drank and when I drank adult beverages. Okay. Okay. Right. And and so I, when I did my study, I wanted to be on my best snoring behavior. <laughs> you did not drink before you did. Uh, I took a Yeti full of Tito's and mm. in the parking lot, I, I polished that sucker off. I walked in there. I was kind of glazed and feeling pretty. And, and so I did my study. You were at your worst. I was, no, no, my best snoring your worst, your, behavior. Your best snoring. My best snoring behavior. I your was a good snorer that night. Yeah. Well, I thought it was going to be a good snorer that night, but I was trying out the matrix. And so I was doing the jaw thing. And I woke up the next morning and I said to the technician, I said, how'd I do? Did I snore good? And the technician's like, you didn't snore at all, man. And I'm like, you yep. my wife's been lying to me this whole time. <laughs> yep. So, so anyways, you did your, you did your study, mm-hmm. you hooked up and, and mm-hmm. the thing that they tie this thing to the back of your head yes, and all the cables come together at this point. And mm-hmm. so if you even try to move your head during this study, yeah. you yeah. Like, imagine having yeah. long hair with that. Okay. And imagine <laughs> having no hair. Yeah. <laughs> so much easier. Yeah. It, very, it would be easier for you <laughs> actually. It is. So mm-hmm. what did they find out from that? So, so the initial that part of the test. So the initial showed excessive REM sleep, which is the dream sleep that everybody hears about. There's that they so want to get to REM sleep, they rapid get eye out. movement, which is your eyes go back and forth while you're dreaming. Your body's paralyzed, mm-hmm. and you you have you're supposed to have a lot of that, but not too much of it. If you have too much of it, that's bad too. You Absolutely, need to have good sleep architecture, which is. Deep sleep is good and important. That restores your body. REM sleep helps you process memories and mm-hmm. learn. Absolutely. Um, so what's the right amount of REM sleep? But so about 20%. 20, mm-hmm. tw- I've heard 20, 25%. Mm-hmm. 20, 25%, okay. yeah. And you were at like, what, 50%? I don't remember. Okay. So don't remember. But it was excessive. There but is a percentage for narcolepsy that that's kind of the key indicator. Mm-hmm. So it is. It's around that 40-something percent when it's indicating. Yeah. Like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. That shows Well, it's that- also, so sleep onset rem onset mm-hmm. is the big indicator so yeah. if you go into rem within the first you know uh, 30 minutes of sleep right that's like oh you might have narcolepsy right where most people go into rem sleep after 90 minutes so an hour and a half later you should start to have some rem cycle your first cycle yeah and then now there's something increases. called rem rebound too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so what's mm-hmm. the difference so rem rebound is maybe you don't get rem for multiple days mm-hmm. in a row mm-hmm. and so your body needs to catch up so you go into right. it very fast right there's also rem rebound when you've been on um snris so yep. okay. or SSRIs, SSRIs, both, both, SNRIs, both yeah. both the both of them yeah. and, and so i'd been on those and i thought maybe that's what it was okay and so that was one of those questions but like, but with narcolepsy it's you get into that rem sleep fast super every night quick every, every night. night yep okay yep. and i've had nightmares and crazy dreams since i was six i remember having like these vivid dreams that i still remember so not a night and terror ar- but and archetypal night- they're very archetypal yeah. so the old hag I don't know if you've heard of the old hag, but the old hag is an archetypal dream. Yeah, I was married common. once. <laughs> Aw. Oh. Well, we won't name Just names. Just once. We won't name names. <laughs> Maybe twice. <laughs> yeah, so the old hag. I mean, or the just just these archetypal dreams that you have with um with uh, lucid dreaming, which is the name mm-hmm. of my practice is lucid. Because lucid. Of, because and we're going to get there. I know. We yeah. will. But that's, that's, so the REM sleep, it just, you just jump right into it. Like you go to sleep and you're like, I'm dreaming. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then you go through the whole PSG, which is the nighttime all night sleep study. 
And if they they think that you have a possible diagnosis of some REM sleep disorder or narcolepsy, right. then they keep you there the next morning. They wake you well, up. Well, they at, call it ex- Yep. So yeah, usually do yeah. the sleep. They do a test. They yep. if they mm-hmm. think there's going to be central right. apneas yep. or they think that the narcolepsy, they'll mm-hmm. do a nap mm-hmm. or an extra night. Mm-hmm. So like so for you. you they saw excessive REM sleep, mm-hmm. and this was in the PSG portion. This mm-hmm. is the overnight PSG Home stands for the very first sleep poly ever took somnogram, mm-hmm. and that's the overnight sleep study hooked up to everything. Then the next day, they said we suspect narcolepsy mm-hmm. based on that, mm-hmm. so you get to stay here. Yep. And then, and then, what is the next day like? The like, next day is living hell. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so you get to do five naps. Yeah. Uh, 20 minutes apart. And they test because they're an doing, hour apart for 20 minutes. So yep. you get 20 minutes to sleep. Mm-hmm. And if you have three out of the five um, where you go into REM sleep within that nap, then you're diagnosed. Okay. With How long do you stay awake between the naps? You get, an, so every hour they let you take a nap. So it's almost like that Seinfeld episode. I don't know if you guys remember that when Kramer decided, he goes, I get so much done. All I need to do is just take a nap every hour mm-hmm. and I get so much done. And I was laughing because that's the mm-hmm. same mm-hmm. philosophy mm-hmm. that they use to diagnose narcolepsy. narcolepsy. Yep. Mm-hmm. So M, that's the MSLT. MSLT. Okay. And break it down. Do, or do you know? What's M? that stand Multiple for? sleep latency test. Multiple sleep latency test. Mm-hmm. So that part's for the narcolepsy. So you stay awake, you wake up at what time after your PSG? 6 a.m., uh, 7 a.m.? Usually 6 a.m. They okay. wake you up early. So You've been sleep deprived because you're sleeping in a weird Weird bed. bed. And there is no place. food unless you brought food, it. Yeah. Fun neighbors, maybe. Mm, I think they gave me orange um, juice and like cookies or something. Now you wake up at six. Mm-hmm. And so then at seven o'clock, they say take a nap. I can't remember. It's been a little while. Since okay. Had it. So I, I, I think it's know. important for our viewers. Just let, let me catch them up. Remember, I'm like the, you know. Moderator. So what's important here is if any of you guys are feeling these symptoms that Dr. Stratton's talking about, it's so important. We're, we're kind of being goofy a little bit about in-lab sleep studies, especially with, you know, we just got over this pandemic. Yeah. But there is other ways that we'll talk about it, but this is very serious. I mean, people have accidents. Um, I mean, it is very serious. So although we do, especially me, joke around a lot, I think it's important that they no, know about absolutely. it. Well, and you have to do this type of test. There's no other way to That's figure right. this out. That's like, right. You know, so, so understand that when you, every time you go back into a nap, you're still hooked up to these. Mm-hmm. Never unhooked. I'm right. never unhooked. Never so unhooked. you wake up, you go back in and they're measuring your brain waves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And by measuring your brain waves, they can tell what type of sleep you're in. There it is. Mm-hmm. And then they can tell what type of sleep you're getting into. And then th- there comes that if you go into this much, this many times, right. Mm-hmm. right. Boom. Narcolepsy. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Yeah. So what did you, when, when they told you this and you got your results, man, and how old, I don't want to give away your age. You were a young lady and hearing something like that. You, I think narcolin. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. How did you, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so How'd you feel about that? 30, uh, I was 34 at the time then. Gosh, you look great for 62. Thank you. 82 <laughs> actually. No. Um, no. So it was, it was an experience and it, we, you don't get the results right away. It's no. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Although I will say, out of the five naps, I think you have to have three or four. It's three, out, it's of, three it's, out of five, right? Mm-hmm. Three out of five. It used I was to be. I was gone by the third, so I okay. went into REM sleep within five minutes of each nap. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So after so three, was, they were like, "Hey, you're done." It <laughs> was an obvious diagnosis, and then I was like, "Well, you know what? I tried all of these like like antidepressant medications because I thought I was depressed. Do you think it could have been that?" And he's like, "Absolutely not. Like you are an obvious narcoleptic, and narcolepsy usually onsets, you know, in." 
uh, late teens, you know, early twenties. Absolutely. And you know, at 21, I was married by like 24, I had my first kid. And so there was always like a reason to be tired. Right. And so everybody dismisses fatigue and yep. sleepiness. So you just, think you think you had narcolepsy for 13 years? I think I had it for sure. 15 Absolutely. years before yeah. it was diagnosed. Well, think about a teenager when they sleep so much because they're growing and there's always yeah. an excuse. And I, I did well in school. I mean, I did. I was a good test taker. Right. I don't know how I passed dental school. Now, one of the, the signs that people think of when they they think of narcolepsy is the cataplexy. The, yes, the, yes. Again, mm-hmm. for our audience. Mm-hmm. That's the collapsing. You're, yes, you're, you're laughing and you just... Middle of nowhere fall, and you, you just kind asleep. of fall asleep mm-hmm. and you collapse. Usually with a high emotion, either stress or yeah. anxiety or mm-hmm. anger or laughter sometimes. Yeah, even. Right. yeah. Did that ever yeah, happen to I you? Never had nar- mm-hmm. I had never had cataplexy. I had um, kind of an aura, a little tingling in my face sometimes. Um, I get that with whiskey. With whiskey, yeah, sometimes. sometimes. Yeah. You, you always have a twinkle in your eye, though, Brandon. Well, well, the twinkle never goes away. It I'm, sure doesn't. I can't I'm feel working my face on when I'm with you. <laughs> I think I'd be a good Santa Claus someday because he has a twinkle in his eye, right, oh. Santa? I don't believe in Santa Claus. I'm, I don't. You got to grow your beard a little longer. Well, no, I'm working on that. But why don't you believe in Santa Claus? Because I'm 47 years old, but back to <laughs> Tiff, um, I think it's important again for our that. audience is this is the background, which is amazing. Um, and just let me kind of re kind of re bring it back. You, you were in dental school, um, you had narcolepsy and then here you have this practice that we're going to mm-hmm. talk about mm-hmm. how you, you run into Brandon in Florida. Yep. Yep. How weird is this? So my connection to these two is obviously the company I currently work in. I just met these two amazing people in this last year. And it's interesting to find out how everybody's kind of connected, right? That seven degrees or mm-hmm. however they say it. Kevin Bacon's right next door. That's right. So you have a business called Lucid. Yep. And so if, and I don't, we got plenty of time, but I think it's interesting that you have this personal experience. So you have total empathy with any patient that comes in, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. is so unique, Tiff. Mm -hmm. It is so unique that you actually have that, Mm -hmm. that you could say, I've been there. Yeah. I've had a sleep study. I've dealt with this. I had, yeah. Mm -hmm. So share how meeting Brandon again in Florida Mm -hmm. and kind of, cause it was at the DS3, correct? It was at a DS3 symposium, but. Before that, well, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. There's you obviously had your dental practice. Mm-hmm, I did, and, and you owned your dental practice, mm-hmm. and it was a pretty busy practice. San Antonio, in yep. in San Antonio. Yeah, I had it for about seven years, eight years. Okay, gosh, that's, so that's awesome yeah. that you were. You yeah. decided, but hold on, that's awesome that you had that practice. Yeah, I'm sure you were thriving, and you were dealing with this right. kiddos, right? Everything, Mary. I mean, it it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it sounds like a total Hallmark movie, but no. um, through my narcolepsy diagnosis, I tried different medications, stimulants mm-hmm. to keep me awake at, during the day, which really helped, significantly right. helped. But I kind of got a little edgy and moody with sure. um, some of the stimulants, daytime stimulants, um, nighttime sleep medications. I actually was, this is probably again TMI. You don't have to I share have four kids. I have four kids. Okay. My third, my second daughter was preterm. Um, and I had preterm labor and she, she put me on my OBGYN put me on Ambien so I could sleep because right. I was just like so stressed out about like, I can't sleep. Sure. I just, yeah. Oh, this hurts so much. And then mm-hmm. I never got off Ambien I, again. 
What's even better than Ambien is GHB, is Xyrem, which is the date rape drug. Ooh. And it is the only FDA-approved drug for narcolepsy. So the, or it was. There's a couple more now that have come around. Okay. So now we're we're, we're learning a lot. I'm so learning a lot. Xyrem is FDA-approved FDA approved for, for date narcolepsy. Rape. Narcolepsy. But that's what you said. That's why I just okay. So it's approved for narcolepsy. It's approved. So what do you? So what do you do now to treat your narcolepsy? Um. Well, I know this is personal. Well, hold on. Let me go back a little bit. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. So I go through all these treatments for narcolepsy. Yes. Manage it for a while. Mm -hmm. Um. And then realize that I'm kind of a bitch on some stimulants. Like after a year and a half on them, I'm like, I'm awake during the day, but I'm kind of grouchy. Yeah. And so, um, so. Went back to the, my neurologist, which was my sleep physician at the time, and he prescribed Xyrem, which is GHB, and it is also known as the date rape drug. It is. It is. And so I took that. The first time I took that, let me tell you, I woke up feeling like a million dollars. I will never forget the way I felt after taking that. And then, so you take this before bed. Before bed, it only lasts for four hours. So you have to wake up in the middle of the night. Hold on, let me write this down. Take a second so dose, lasts. and then you get your good six to eight hours of sleep. Okay, so you do you set an alarm? It, it yes, you have an alarm. Wow, okay. it's actually so, a vibrating alarm you put under your pillow that the company gives you. Okay, so you go to bed, you take it, go to bed. They yes. put a vibrator but, but in your let's bed. Let's talk about Zyrem. For this a is crazy. So it's they, crazy. they get date, date rape, rape drug, drug, and they put a vibrator in your Zyrem bed. Zyrem itself is a liquid that is delivered to your home if you're approved for it. It is very controlled. You have to be approved for it. You have to have a diagnosis. You have to have a neurologist or sleep physician right. prescribe it. It's delivered directly to your home. You have to sign for it. You have to have it in your possession at all times. It tastes like a shot of salt water. It is the most disgusting thing you've ever tasted. But knowing what you're going to get out of it, I'll take it. You would mix it with crystal light. Mm -hmm. Like take the edge off. Brandon would put it with Tito's. Yeah, with Tito's. (laughs) Tito's and a Yeti. No, and so you take it and then you have a second dose about three, four hours or four hours later. And you make up in the middle of the night. And then you get this amazing sleep. Like, wow. I can't describe how phenomenal I felt the day after taking GHB. Wow. And you literally were like, this is new. This, this is, is this is me. Like I was wow. I was alert. So how does that impact you the next day then? Are, right. are you just so, not as tired the next absolutely. day? Absolutely. I felt like a million bucks. Okay. So I take it for about, I don't know, a week or so. Mm-hmm. And then at the week mark, I still have my stimulants. Mm. And I'm kind of like, you know what? I'm kind of tired today. I'm going to take a stimulant. Mm. So take it. It's stimulant. It is Father's Day. I remember Father's Day. I don't remember the year, guys. Sorry. It's okay. Um, But when I took that stimulant with the Xyrem, which I was not advised how to take it. I asked about it. No big deal. It's fine. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, it triggered what I would consider a seizure at the time. It looked oh. like a stroke. I went to the emergency room. Yeah, really. Paralysis. Um, left-sided contraction. So it's wow. more of a dystonic reaction to yes. the medication. Okay. Um, is what we've kind of concluded. Or complex migraine. So I had a very complicated uh, reaction to the combination of those medications. I don't my know goodness. how my chemistry happened. Whatever happened. It was... Like I said, I was always super sensitive to medications. And so we had this crazy, crazy, crazy day um, trying mm. to figure out what was wrong. Um, 
All this time, oh, you have man. a practice, you I have a practice. hut, you have kids. I you have, have four kids. Yes, it's so stressful. So I ended up within that month hiring two other phys- two other dentists to work okay. under me to, to, mm-hmm. to cover the practice because I don't know what's going on. I'm having right. seven to nine of these a day. Whoa. So wait, this it, continued on. It continued on. So the siege, the, the, the dystonic, reaction, dystonic, dystonia, dystonic, yeah, yeah. dystonic what, reaction. What do we call them? Yeah. Dystonic reactions, yeah. And dystonic, dystonic means, I apologize. means a contraction of some sort. So okay. I was having a reaction to the drug. And I'm just asking for hands yeah, no, damn. I already got did. it, got it. Anyways, okay. Yes, so. Now, you, you, were, you stopped taking. I stopped taking it. Yes. Both oh, medications? All of it. So, Everything. So, you, bad, Father's Day, you took Zyram the mm-hmm. night before. Mm-hmm. And then that morning, then you took, took a stimulant. Yep, I took okay. a stimulant. You had the reaction. Mm-hmm. And then you stopped taking stopped taking it for about two weeks. All the meds went back to my neurologist. But you continued to have these reactions. Absolutely, throughout nine, nine the, a day, right? Seven to nine a day. Yeah, wow. yeah, for about a month. Okay. Mm-hmm. And mm. that's when I was like, okay, we got to hire some doctors to cover the practice because I right. don't know when this is going to happen. You, you couldn't work while this was I going on. Work. It was. I mean, it, it was, was mm, it was super stressful. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that's when I was like, okay, I'm gonna. Oh, for disability. I don't know what's going on. Nobody had answers. My wow. just was like, it's not that drug. That drug doesn't do that. Um, You're like, it so, did it for me. Yeah, it did for me. Exactly. So we had, um, we had about two weeks of reprieve from the medication, but I, then I went back into like narcolepsy. I was going to say yeah, that the yeah. less, oh like it's gosh, like lesser of the two evils Yeah, with these dystonic reactions in the middle of it all. And I thought, okay, he said, no, that there's no way that's a reaction. Nobody's ever reported. We actually think that this decreases seizures. And so I get back on Zyrem. Okay. okay. Because it's supposed to be good for me. Uh, seizures start to kind of dissipate a little bit, but I'm still having three or four a week. Okay. So it's been some time. They put I me love up. it. You're like, it's just three or four a week. It's I just three that. or four a week. You get yeah. used to it, to be honest with you. You do. It's not so scary. Um, well, man. isn't that crazy? It's and this, crazy. you know how the human body adapts. Yes. And yes. and I think that we see patients mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. that adapt right. to, to shitty tired. sleep, to being tired. They yeah. adapt to being tired. Mm-hmm. Right. They mm-hmm. adapt to shitty sleep. Right. And and it's like the body just keeps going until it can't go anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Until a heart attack. Or until a heart attack. Right. Or yeah. something something traumatic happens, and then you were like, "Wait, hold on, what's the cause?" Yeah. And even then, nobody has answers for you when you know the cause. You, you, you know, it's like, oh, okay. it's amazing to me that you, you, because I didn't know all this about you. So mm-hmm. thank you, thank you so much. For I know sharing. it's a lot. No, of it's okay. But it, mm-hmm. well, it the, just makes you, in my mind, like so, like aware mm-hmm. when a patient comes in and has just basic sleep apnea. Like we got this. Yeah. But yet you yeah. can also feel for that complex or something mm-hmm. that's more severe. But I, again, I just had to throw that in. It's, it's, it's no, interesting. It's, that's where, that's where my passion for sleep came from. There so it is. it's, you know, I, I sold my practice because I had to, because right. I didn't know. So you decided to, at this time to, to sell. sell the practice. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You said you hired right. two and probably practice. didn't work out. And you're like, uh, just they, gonna, you know, the doctors I hired were phenomenal. They were so great. Um, awesome. they were, they were, they were lifesavers at that time. They, they floated my practice. I didn't lose any money on it. And, um, and, Are they and, still practicing? Um, academia. They went back to academia. Okay. So yeah, okay. but they're they're great. And mm-hmm. um, but at the end of it, hold on a second, Brandon. Academia means that they're not. Oh, they're not practicing. What does that mean? Is, that's a big word. Well, he did go to UT. What does that mean exactly? Jesus, boomer. <laughs> right, boomer. Go ahead. So, and and this is why I wanted you on the show, Tiff, because mm-hmm. I like I yeah. knew you had a story to share. Yeah, and, and it's I, a crazy like, story. And and this is it's an awesome story. So. Awesome. 
you decided, and and I mean, this that's a big deal to sell your dental practice. Mm-hmm. You're not working. Mm-mm. You've got associates. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming you maybe had some disability policy or something no, like that. No, I but, didn't file for disability okay. because I didn't know what it was. I okay. didn't want to be labeled as disabled and never be able to wow. work again. So okay. I did. I never filed for disability. Okay. Um, okay. So it was September of 2017. Okay. Wow. When I, no, November of 2017, when I finally sold it, it was a year later. Okay. So it you sold your so practice. Long to sell. A year later, you sold your practice. Right. But before that, I'll go back for a second. Okay. Go ahead. Um, went to a really great diagnostician in town. Mm-hmm. Will remain nameless, but yes, did blood work on me and found out that my vitamin D levels were critically low. You know, oh, I'm so glad you brought this go, up. Because I, I, I love me some vitamin D. So I know I. you love the vitamin D <laughs> and I love giving people vitamin D. <laughs> me too. It is like. No, I love it. It's, it's I'm a health it's nut. So underrated. I love, it's so underrated. No, it is, we, especially we, now. You've seen uh, Gominic's lectures, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Gominic. Mm-hmm. Go, what is her name? I don't know. It's Gominic, I think. Have Let's you seen her lectures? No, uh, no, no, we can we can promote. I listen to Joe Rogan, and people. that's how my vitamin D mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But vitamin D, and, and I got my vitamin D checked a couple years ago mm-hmm. as I was starting to get into sleep more and more. Right, mm-hmm. and you know they say normal or acceptable vitamin D levels are somewhere in the thirty back in the day, range. 20, 20, right. to 30, 20 20 to, to thirty, twenty four to thirty, twenty four to thirty, and it's like really we years. need to be sixty to eighty. Yep. Thank you. Yep. So it yes. I'll and, shut up. And Go ahead. so, and, and vitamin D is a critical process for so many body functions, yes. including sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm curious as to how mm-hmm. your body responded yeah. when you increase your D. Yeah. I'm assuming you started getting more D. Yeah. More sun, a more, more D. No, yeah. So did you, a lot of vitamin D. so yeah. let me ask you, how did, how did you take it? Did you do vitamins? Did you do the drip? Did you do just going out in I, the sun. I did all. I did a couple of infusions. Okay, and so awesome. that was September of 2017. So and I already, you were ahead I, of the curve. Now you know, everybody does. I, it. I already had the process going for to sell my practice, and okay. I had a buyer, and it took so long to get through it. But in the process, I found a new doctor. He mm-hmm. checked my vitamin D levels. Started doing a vitamin D drip. Started right. on you know whatever 10,000 units a day. Nice. Yeah. And it totally shifted me complete one. I love to hear yeah, this. Yeah. I didn't know okay. this. No, yeah, I honestly yeah, didn't know this. I will preach vitamin Me D too. all day long, but then I have to, uh, I'll tell you another story in a little while. Okay. Um, so vitamin D, I get on this vitamin D kick makes me feel so much better. Awesome. Then I'm like, should I sell my practice? Seizure stop. Seizures stop completely. Okay. Everything, it's dystonia. Dystonia. Uh, all the episodes stop. I feel healthy, but I already had the ball rolling and I'm thinking, yeah. you know what? It's been such a stressful life the last three years. Right. Let's just sell it and see what happens. What about and, the narcolepsy? Did that improve at all with uh, the vitamin D? You know, I was getting ready to ask So, that. So yes and no. I don't know for sure. I didn't do sleep studies the whole time. Okay. Um, so I can't tell you what my REM sleep was like. I know that I every... Every sleep study I've had since then has shown increased REM sleep. So I know I still have narcolepsy, yeah. but the, how, how I felt was completely different. Awesome. Um, you know, I didn't have awesome. any more of those episodes, um, a few here and there, usually with high stress and, um, you know, and you've been through stress. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so the, the sleep part though, was just, that was my life. Like I, I'd experienced this whole traumatic event. It was trauma. It was traumatic event for me and sold my practice. And then I actually went and worked for my ex 
mm-hmm. his practice and ran his practice for two years. So I got a lot of business, um, how to run multiple practices. And what practices. kind of practice does he have? He's, He's a physical, physical therapist. therapist. Yeah. 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 And so I really enjoyed the business side of it. And then I got, you know, life happens. And yeah. um, when you have some events like that in life where yes, it really gives you a gut check, uh-huh. you kind of... Um, realize what's important in life and how do you want to live the rest of your life because there you it's go. not like this absolutely um and so we went through kind of a process of of dissolution um but i got a lot of experience running his practice and being that business manager and i'm so grateful for uh the opportunity to learn the business side yeah. and not be the clinician because you can't be the clinician and the business person at the same time it's so it's difficult to tough. do that and i you know so hard i work with so many dentists across mm-hmm, the country mm-hmm. and that's the number one thing we see is trying to pull them away from that clinical mm-hmm, side a little mm-hmm. bit to focus on the business right because if you don't give the business the focus mm-hmm. it it doesn't grow it doesn't so how did you go then from selling the practice working mm-hmm. in the running the physical therapy mm-hmm. practice where did this idea? Well, she said she had this. I know she's got the passion. I know right. you saw it, but then still yeah. Yeah. to just all of a sudden say, I'm going to create a dental sleep medicine practice. Where, mm. Like where did that stem from? What well, was the, what was the driving force? The writing, the writing's on the wall. When yeah. you're, when you're unhappy in your relationship and you realize this is not going to last forever, mm-hmm. what am I going to do for me? Good and, for you. And yep. it's, you know, start a, start a sleep practice. And, and so I, I'd taken a couple of courses in sleep um apnea yeah uh, mm-hmm. you know dental sleep medicine over the years and i thought you know what i what am i gonna do with my life what am i gonna do i've got a dental degree no one's gonna hire me to do anything but dentistry mm-hmm. you know i devoted my life to getting a degree in dental and being and, a mother and yeah, being, and a, being a mother mm-hmm. and, and all of those things and just but i but i wanted to see what can i do for me and i missed patient care and so I thought, let's explore the sleep thing. And so while I'm running his practice, I take a couple sleep courses and mm-hmm. kind of start to poke poke around and see what's what, who's who. Where'd uh, you I go? S- what sleep courses? Oh, gosh, all of them. I, I and, did like 150 continuing education yeah, courses. Yeah, you sound, you sound like me. But yeah. it was also an escape from the marriage. Yeah, it was right. like, I, I've got a conference this month I got to go to. I get it. I get it. And that's where we ran into each other. Yeah, right. So y'all are in Florida. Let's We're catch in Florida. it up. Yep, so you're yep. in Florida. So my ex-wife filed the the Monday I came back from that Florida Seriously. course. Seriously. I yep. didn't realize that. Yeah. I didn't realize that. And yeah. I went to dental school with your ex-wife because you guys were. We were all, dental yeah, school. in dental school together. Yeah. So. Um, and I have, I have no allegiances to either of you. I'm well, obviously, we know where your allegiances lie. You're here. <laughs> we know her allegiances to me. Sleeping around with, but thank and you, Dan. Dr. Brandon. And Dan. That's Dan. Handsome Dan. Handsome Dan. We don't call him by his first name. Oh, he's sorry. Handsome Dan. Handsome. So Dan hold on. Dan. So let me bring you. Gosh, I'm going to bring it in. Okay. Because I definitely want to talk about Lucid. This is yeah, important. Yeah. All right. So you guys meet in Florida. Yeah. Hey, Brandon. And Brandon goes, I don't know you. <laughs> and uh, he looks like James Bond. I picture it. You're in a tux. You're at a bar oh, wow. at a hotel. Yeah. You got some, you're you're some way dreams. wrong. I was? Yeah. All right. Where were y'all? Well, we were at a, hotel. At a lame, at a lame so, sleep conference. at a bar a at a hotel. There was no bar. No bar. Oh, what kind of hotel it, you guys? It was some kind of a conference. It was in between meetings, DS3. lectures. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, in the line for coffee or something. Mm-hmm. Honestly, something, is what it something was. lame. Yeah. And okay. and Tiffany just goes. I remember that she goes. I'm thinking about starting okay. a sleep practice. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. and I go. 
you should. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Good luck. It's hard as fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're going to be this, encouraging. This, this. Well, I mean, I'm kind of a realist sometimes. Kind of. And so, um, you know, but we talk, she asked questions and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and how long have you been in, in sleep side? So at that point, I would say 2014 was when I started jumping in and then 2015, 2016 was where I really started. So you had been push. in it enough to go, Hey, I've got a couple years behind yeah. me okay. at this point okay. two years, two years to, to, yeah. to yeah. give a little bit of advice. At okay. least. And I wasn't, no, no. I wasn't teaching yet or coaching, okay. but mm-hmm. so, so you did. You just mm-hmm. said, I'm doing a sleep practice. Wow. And, and so how did it all begin from that point that y'all yeah. hung out at the bar, him in a tuxedo? Right. To right. Well, I mean, life, life circumstances happen. You just decide you've got to do something for yourself. And okay. so, um, I ran my ex's practices for a good two years and in the process kind of started trying to credential with insurances and mm-hmm. realize how hard that is impossible it's impossible and so it's not impossible well it's not impossible but it's it's difficult it's a difficult point of entry and had my we we had a 13 person billing team with my ex's practices so i had my billing manager credential me with medicare and she totally did it wrong i believe that yeah i I 100 percent believe that you know i found that when and and if you're getting into this Mm -hmm. and and i talk to dennis all the time obviously Mm -hmm. and i Mm -hmm. if if you think that you're going to take somebody from a medical practice, a physical therapy practice, a chiropractic practice, no matter how much billing experience that they say they have or Mm -hmm. what they know, they don't get, it's not oral appliance therapy. Mm -hmm. It's not dental sleep medicine. It's not DME. And even DMEs that have worked with CPAPs, trust me, it's a whole new world when you start trying to bill medical insurance, Mm -hmm. trust me, for oral appliance therapy. Right. That's kind of my background. So yes, I know all about that. Mm -hmm. But so I want to, I just can't wait to hear how, how did you, I'm understanding how you came up with the name Lucid now, but talk mm-hmm. to me. Cause when I met you, you had these two practices. I mean, I mm-hmm. catch us up. Oh, geez. Tell yeah, us the like story. A, this is awesome. So I met you last year. This is so year. therapeutic for me. <laughs> I met you last year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you, I was you so me, impressed. You met me the, the weekend that I, my divorce was final. Okay. We're going back there. <laughs> so I will tell you. So my boss said, you've got to meet this amazing person just like he did with you. <laughs> and I meet her and it's noon it's for lunch. And, and it's wild. It's one of my best lunches <laughs> I've ever had. And I've been in sales since 2005. I come in and there's this beautiful woman in a blue dress with oh, a margarita. Should, should, should and she didn't see me. She that. saw oh. my boss and goes, hey everybody it's a divorce party <laughs> <laughs> and i went this is the first I time love this my job you beat it first time, first time. yeah <laughs> greatest knew, job I ever Lewis, though. Lewis and I yep yeah so we meet and i'm like man this person's awesome and her staff comes and they hand me just a stack of paper like this is who you need to call. i'm like man this <laughs> office is awesome so mm-hmm. catch us up to how you started lucid and all that and lucid is in san antonio texas yep. and also in and kerrville mm-hmm. we're going to have information uh below on our youtube page and our facebook page and every other social media on how to link to get to know dr stratton and her team as well and their instagram and their social media yep. but tell us how you started it i mean yeah, this is awesome i mean i started it and so my ex had a we, we owned you know some real estate and had his physical therapy practice in there and then I took the upstairs floor and mm-hmm. kind of finished it out. Decided I was going to go there, subleased to like an op- optometrist, ophthalmologist group. Mm-hmm. Um, so wait, you 
your practice. That's an eye doctor, Brandon. That's an eye doctor. I mean, I'm starting. I need like I need like one room. I I get that. Yeah. So you divorced and you were practicing. No, I wasn't divorced yet. Okay. Still, so, still together. Okay. We expand to the upstairs suite. So now we own half the building instead of just a suite. Got it. Got it. Um, but we subleased to an optimal. So you're not still working mm-hmm. above your ex husband. No, no, not anymore. Okay. But I was for secret a lovers. <laughs> yeah. That's what we are oh trying hard to hide. Oh, he, he does this break, sometimes. Break. Yeah. <laughs> so. You, you you credentialed wrong. Credentialed wrong. Ooh. You start the business. How did you where did your patients come from at this point in time? I mean, when you're starting a new sleep practice, especially when you when you don't have a dental practice, you know, a lot of the dentists mm-hmm. that we work with mm-hmm. have a dental practice. Right, right. And so there's some patients there that mm-hmm. they can screen that yeah. come that yeah. have sleep apnea. Yeah. yeah. But when you when you don't and you have just a standalone sleep office. Right. How do you generate the patient's flow? Were you marketing? Was we, it a- we, it was a lot of just word of mouth with my ex's practice. Cause you know, nice. med- Medicare patients are Medicare chronic patients. pain patients. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they're in his practice and we got some referrals from, from that. Um, but you know, we were participating in Medicare, which is a nightmare. Uh-huh. Um, and it can be, but it was a learning experience. So I had my assistant, my assistant, Kim, who I love dearly and, we love um, Kim. We love Kim. And her we new haircut Kim. is on oh, fire. I know. I know. It's so cute. <laughs> it is awesome. She so she had her hair shaved and like blonde, like little whatever, mm. manager's haircut. She looks um, great. Super cute yep. when I hired her. But I hired her to to be the transition assistant in the sale of my practice because my assistants kind of let me hang. As soon as they found out I was selling, they were like, I'm out. Peace. Right. So I hired her. I'm like, okay, look, I'm selling the practice. You're going to stay with this guy. He installs cameras, the new doctor, and tells her to stop dancing. And if you know Kim, she will never stop dancing. That girl will dance. She has a TikTok that I will also put to our YouTube that you will be connected to. It is phenomenal. Only only follow if you are over 18. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I haven't seen any of those. I'm I'm talking about the one she does for your practice. Her personal one. Don't don't no, no. Just like Brandon's OnlyFans, we don't promote that on this show. It's feet. Yeah, it's it's a long story. All right, so let's take it back. So obviously, you're upstairs. You're you're talking about Kim. How did you get to the location where I met you? Yeah. So Kim, Kim. I actually brought her on to the physical therapy practice as a tech when okay. she when she quit the dental practice because of uh, irreconcilable differences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, so she came worked for the the PT practice, and okay. then I had decided I was gonna I was gonna go into sleep. Right. So I brought her on to kind of do some of the background credentialing, just figure out what we need to do. She went to most of the sleep conferences with me. Yep. Um, I think I had 150 CEs in like a year, which right. is crazy, but she learned so much and she's so competent and she's so great and loyal and Yellow. loyal. Absolutely yep. yeah. loyal. Absolutely. Um, and that's hard to find. It's so hard to find. And so, you know, she's single mom of three and mm-hmm. I thought, all right, let's do this and let's make you some money. Like I'm going to love that y'all took it on single moms. We did. Single, well, I wasn't single at the time, but she soon was. to be single mom, single mom, soon to be single mom. <laughs> yeah. But we, but we, we started it and then I realized, you know, I really have to like focus on what's going to be beneficial for me long term. So I grew my ex's practice, mm-hmm. learned business, which, you know, I didn't, don't know if I knew it before that. Um, and then we, we opened, we, we did a couple patients. And then in 2019, I think we went to the round table with Kent Smith Mm -hmm. and that was kind of a pivotal, um, 
meeting for me, I met lots of great I saw you people. there too. Were you there in 2019? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I was probably. actually. I was. Yeah. It's yeah. a good meeting. Yeah. And I met, um, well, 2019. So we went to the AADSM meeting mm -hmm. and then we stayed for the AASM meeting. Okay. So we're going to break those down because mm -hmm. remember who our audience is. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. So the American, American Academy of Sleep Medicine mm -hmm. and American Academy of Sleep Medicine. Yep. Mm -hmm. So this is the dental meeting and then the medical meeting. And they used to go back to back. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And we stayed for the medical because I was thinking, I'm in San Antonio. If any of the doctors are here and they're going to this meeting, I need there to There you them. go. So I ended up meeting Kent Smith and Jeff Rogers at that meeting. Yes. And Both are very awesome. Oh, they're, they just became such dear friends and mm -hmm. mentored me. And just um, Jeff, Jeff went through a similar religious exodus and divorce. And mm -hmm. he was a personal friend to me through that, all that. That's a whole nother podcast it's a whole episode other podcast. There, well we're gonna have jeff on here to tell his side of it yes yes but no i i'm, I'm excited to meet him was, i have not met him too? oh he he grew up um i don't evangelical christian some okay sort of, some sort of really yeah devout like christian religion and right and he and he had his divorce and his exodus and we have that in common because i grew up mormon i feel like uh, this podcast should be whenever we uh talk about it divorce, divorce. well <laughs> and the great things that happen yeah. after <laughs> um happen after. so so you, you do the round table which is also um it usually happens every year around october and mm -hmm. uh, up in dallas area kent smith is amazing mentor not only to you but to many people many in people. sleep yes, yeah yes. just like brandon I, is, a mentor right. of mine as well yeah, yeah. yeah. um so you get there and now you're on fire. You're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I met, I met Kathy Wilson at that. Yep. At that my um, favorite Barry Manilow fan of all time. <laughs> She's a fan are of Lowe's. Are you going to sing So Kathy, Kathy song? and Kathy's going to be on our show. She I is. Know, pretty soon. I know. She's I've known great. Kathy. And, and so I met Kathy, Dr. Wilson, mm -hmm. when I came, when I first started in 2014. Mm -hmm. And her and I have developed and we still work together and yep. we have multiple and businesses. She loves her son, Brandon. Oh, she, she does this. And, and mm -hmm. loves her. She calls him his baby. She, uh, she is baby. amazing. She is such a, just a, a friend she of is. the industry. Yep. And she's yep. all about what's right for patients. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a lot of times, unfortunately, we get caught in this kind of political yep. climate of, DME companies versus sleep physicians versus medical versus dental versus, right. uh, you know, industry. And, and, and it's, it's frustrating sometimes to be there. And she just is like, well, what's most convenient for people? What go. is most convenient for patients? And, and so, she is, she's a down to earth, true Texan. She's an A&M fan. And she yeah, still that's loves the, That's Brandon. the only drawback. And, um, but no, she is the mama bear of this industry and she is, um, out of Kerrville, Texas, just mm -hmm. so powerful. I love her to death. Yeah. So you also meet, man, you met awesome people. That was a pivotal meeting awesome. for me. And that's when I realized I got to just go all in on this. Awesome. And so that was probably July. So September, I kind of just start focusing on sleep. Wow. And by that's 2019. Mm -hmm. And then we just kept busy. Like we just start meeting doctors and just getting referrals. So and it was when I met you in 2020, mm -hmm. this is blowing me away mm -hmm. because I just assumed, right, you had this whole, because it was awesome. When I met you, you had mm -hmm. the two businesses, one in San Antonio, one in Kerrville. Yeah. You had these amazing assistants. Obviously, you know how I feel about Kim. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, your, your marketing was on point. People mm -hmm. knew your name. Mm -hmm. You knew where I needed to go in my industry sure. and what I yeah. do for my yeah. company. And you just seemed to have it, bam. You know, I'm very impressed that it didn't take you that long. 
In all, well, I call on a lot of people. So yeah, I, what I do yeah. in sales, I call on about seven states. And so it's interesting when I meet people and their business practice, Brandon alluded to it earlier. Some dentists just don't get it. Most. 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 And you aspect. got yeah. it. So, and so was it the mentoring? Was it your per? It sounds like it's kind of a combination of all those. Too. It was a combination. I don't know that we had the right insurance credentials at that time um, or the pathway to move forward, but we, mm -hmm. we broke even in March of 2020. Gosh, dang. So we started, we, I really went full, full on like September, 2019. Mm -hmm. And then March of 2020, I remember we broke even February. End of wow. March, I was like, this is awesome. I'm going to Hawaii. Take a trip to Hawaii, come back and COVID hits. COVID. And COVID yeah. hits. Yeah. And so that halted all of our marketing efforts, all of our yeah. networking efforts with our um, referring physicians. And, and at the same time, I'm going through a divorce. So September of 2019, when I started the practice, is kind of when we started doing a collaborative law divorce process. Yeah. Isn't it great is that the freedom... And in kind of a personal sense, it mm -hmm. seems like everything happened. Well, they would say everything happens in threes, mm -hmm. but it all happens at once. Right now yeah. we have this catastrophic uh, pandemic that nobody mm -hmm. thought would come and you're dealing with all this. It's mm -hmm. now mm -hmm. it, it's interesting. And I'm sure your, your practice is probably in many ways um, a lot more classy than my practice. I can attest that well, it's, it's but, but, <laughs> you know, one of the things I talk about, it's expensive to start a dental practice, mm -hmm. the dental equipment, yep. the the yep. staff, the personnel, right. the softwares, the computers, mm -hmm. the, the plumbing, plumbing, when you build out a dental medical office, gases. the oh. medical gases. I mean, it's really, really expensive, expensive to start a dental it's practice. So is what did you experience in starting the sleep practice yeah, compared to the dental not practice? At all. It's, it's not at all. It's so much. It's a lot of manpower. It's a lot of it's a lot of networking and, yeah. and sweat equity. There yeah, you but, but you don't need the equipment. You don't, you don't need, need as much space. Mm -hmm. You don't need, no. you know, our, our standalone sleeps 780 square feet. I love Jeff, it. The, the uh, day. I love it. Though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and so that's, that's, um, you experience the same thing with that. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Well, I love what, what, uh, your business partner and, and hopefully my new best friend, Max Kerr says, is that you have to work for things. You do. Right. Yeah. I yeah. won't repeat what he said exactly, but you work for your day. You work for, you know, and you have to put it in every day. And, Earn your turns. Yeah. And so it's so, it, it, nothing was handed to you, Tiff. And no. so seeing where you've come from in your personal experience, what you felt with narcolepsy and all that, and then this, I mean, and then getting a relationship with you, you know, getting to know you guys, it's, it's been awesome to see it thrive. Yeah. Yeah. Now the other thing though, and, and just touch on this briefly is, you mentioned COVID. No, don't touch me briefly. Oh, sorry. I thought you said touch You mentioned COVID and how things kind of came to a halt yep. to a degree. Mm -hmm. And and it's interesting because I think people interpreted things different way. My dental practice was shut down. Pretty much shut down, shut down. Yeah. for a while. Right. But when you look at the guidelines and how they shut down and the governor's recommendations and things like that, and we're it, in Texas, it didn't really apply to sleep, mm -hmm. the sleep business. That's right. So we continued to see sleep patients. Mm -hmm. And, and if, 
And if I were to argue anything, we know we have research out there that shows that you're more likely to catch a disease. You're more likely to catch a cold mm -hmm. if you have sleep, um, untreated sleep apnea. Absolutely. You're more likely. There, there was a study that came out that said if you have diabetes and sleep apnea, yep. you're three times more likely to die right. if your sleep apnea is untreated. Absolutely. Uh, and you catch COVID in the Absolutely. hospital. Right. So, you know, sleep is so critical to the immune function, the overall health. So. Do you guys continue to see sleep patients and it just was reduced or we what did, was, but we just didn't get any referrals because the, the doctors, the doctors stopped were, paying attention to it. Well, I mean, the pulmonologists were all really tied up in the hospitals with yeah, critical yeah. care. And patients. so okay. when I came into the picture, it was September mm -hmm. of last year. So you're looking at March, April, May, you know, a little into yeah, it. And yeah. it was, and, and again, we live in Texas mm -hmm. for people who are watching the podcast. So it was a little different. And with my background, I had some access, right? But it was, it was um, so taboo to go, mm -hmm. we can't, we need to keep them in the hospital. Mm -hmm. I don't know about this, but guidelines, I don't know if everybody remembers this, but HIPAA guidelines dropped everything. Mm -hmm. So we could start helping patients towards the end of yeah. 2020. So in February of 2020 is when I was talking with, um, the lady who owned the practice in Kerrville. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I was going to purchase that practice for about three times the price that I actually got it for during a, COVID. A sleep practice? Sleep, dental sleep practice. Oh, it's sleep awesome. Yep. So yeah. the lady who brokered my dental practice sale mm -hmm. actually asked me when I was selling my dental sleep practice, my dental practice, if I wanted to do dental sleep. And I said, you know what? I've been through so much personally right now. I don't know where I'm going to land. And I knew my marriage was troubled at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we, we, we kind of just kept in touch. She started it in Kerrville. So it went about two years that she had opened it. And then 2020 comes around and she asks if I'm willing to come in and be the dentist and purchase the practice. And I said, yeah, absolutely. And so we, um, we, we kind of negotiate a little bit and then COVID hits and I'm like, I'm not paying that much. <laughs> yeah. But Dr. Wilson is in Kerrville. Yeah. 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 So, so Dr. Wilson's in Kerrville. Mm -hmm, so, so that connection there was, was helped, um, I right. think, tremendously. Absolutely. So I, yeah. Why, yeah. Why not? Let's do this. Beautiful area of the it's country. So nice. I would yeah. challenge anybody to mm -hmm. go to Hill Country, but start in Kerrville. It taste is, it's taste their, their fat ass wine. Yeah. Taste their fat ass yeah. wine. Yeah. It's delicious. Yes. Yes. So, so good. In your practice, in your day to day, what would you say, like, when, you, when you're treating these patients, what are the, top things that you see in patients, the, the comorbidities, the complaints mm. that what are, what are mm -hmm. patients mm -hmm. experiencing? Why are they looking to get treated for sleep apnea? Uh, I'd say number one is the spouse is pissed that they snore. In the there bed. you go. Okay. So Remember snore. you're an excellent yeah. snore. I'm yeah. a fantastic. Somebody's snorer. complaining about the snoring. Yeah. No, you're an excellent yeah. snore. Yeah. I'm a good snorer. Second, no, you said excellent. You said yeah. excellent snore. I've been told handsome Dan. Handsome Dan hasn't slept with me yet. Did they say excellent snore? Yet. <laughs> we'll roll the cameras back. <laughs> Did we'll you say yet? <laughs> we're, we're, we're polling now. Yes. All right. <laughs> so, uh, but I have been told I'm an excellent snore when I don't wear my appliance. Mm. But now that I have an appliance, it takes care of that. All right. All right. Um, so they're pissed. They're, the bed partner's pissed. They snore. Yeah. I mean, That's really number one. You always hear it like as yeah. a sales guy. You hear it like, oh, dude, you know, but that's really it. 
I mean, I'd say number one is somebody's like worried about their partner because right, when you're, sleep, when you, you're sleeping, you don't gonna, necessarily know if you're snoring or gasping for right, air. I'm going to turn it on you, Brandon. Yeah. What about you? What's number one? Oh, man. I think for me, number one, for the most part, the patients that are seeking out therapy, I think snoring is high on the list. Mm-hmm. But for me, number one is probably I don't feel good i'm tired mm-hmm. i'm waking up i'm i've been in bed for eight mm-hmm. hours nine hours and i feel tired, tired when i wake up mm-hmm. i don't feel refreshed and again for our viewers i would think you guys always look in mouths all right let's just call it what it is you always look in mouths so you could see if there's stuff that's you know blocking or whatever i assume from my background because i used to be i used to sell cpaps i would also think when they come into you guys they just don't want to be on their cpap anymore well, maybe they even have their marking when they yeah. come see you guys because yeah. yeah. they've been wearing their mask all night. So I, I just assume. Well, that's that's another question. So what percentage of your patients have tried CPAP and uh, versus who are, uh, you know, because I think the 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 common theme out there is almost everybody goes to CPAP. That's just where doctors they do. tend to they push do. patients. Yeah. That's yeah. the history. That's the bias. So, right. Now, so true. I think a lot of physicians are coming on board with yes, they are. there's better options and there's other options, especially for those mm-hmm. less severe patients. And I think part of the reason this podcast exists is to let people know that there's other options out there like you two badasses. Yeah. yeah. But he asked a specific question. So you said snoring, number one. What about your number two and number three. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's concerned. It's like he said, they just don't feel good. They, mm. they, something's off. And so if I'd had somebody tell me check for a sleep disorder, if I, if I went into my PCP and said, right. I'm tired all the time, but you said, did, let's check your vitamin D let's do. Well, they didn't study. do that, but you did. You were feeling no, but tired. I didn't you were for, feeling for 20 years. I know. I mean, it took, okay, hold on. That's exaggerating. It was 14 years. 14 years but of me still. feeling tired and everybody just saying, well, you're busy. Well, right. you're oh, you just had a baby. Yeah, that's normal. Right. No, I mean, so if somebody right. comes to a PCP and says, I'm tired, why is sleep not a vital sign? Right. You Ooh, check that's their blood pressure. One. That's a good one. You check their pulse. That's a, yeah. You check their glucose, their blood glucose. Yep. Why don't you do a sleep study to see how they sleep? And it's funny, even if you just ask the basic questions, which I will say right now you could either do a stop bang really quick mm-hmm. they should just make mm-hmm. it standard that's kind of what i yeah, do now absolutely. i'm trying to tell all these nurses Minimally. who take blood pressure do all just at least do yeah. that my my i'm tired today i'm I'm just so tired all the time that's the question how do you my sleep how aches. quick is that how my do you sleep aches. i'm yep. achy yep do a sleep study what's it gonna hurt well and especially now that we have home testing absolutely now for absolutely. narcolepsy you got to go to the lab you got to go through right. the process. right right yeah. but, but narcolepsy is what percentage of sleep disorders oh, is narcolepsy Hardly versus anything. it's a small it's percentage so compared, well, compared to obstructive sleep apnea oh yes absolutely. which absolutely. is absolutely you know between insomnia and, mm-hmm. and obstructive sleep apnea yeah insomnia yep. number one two most common yep. sleep disorders mm-hmm. out there 100 percent. 83 different sleep disorders yep those are the two most common they make up the majority of them and if you have one you're more than likely to have two oftentimes right so but there's always airport. usually attached with the comorbidity which is unique with yours which is unique with yours it's told i was the zebra i know yep and yeah. so my my ex-wife was like that too very much in shape very small very and mm-hmm. she had obstructive sleep apnea to the point to where she had centrals mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you look at it and they're like what your, are your, centrals your just 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 for the audience, let's just define what a central sleep apnea is. Well, I think a central is when it has to do mostly with the brain. Am I correct? Yeah. That? So 
obstructive sleep apnea, there's an obstruction. Obstruction. It's yep. usually the tongue in the back of the yep. throat. Mm -hmm. I know you've had other things obstruct your throat, but obstructive sleep apnea, tongue falls back, blocks the throat. Mm -hmm. You're trying to breathe. Right. Your chest is moving up and down. Right. That's but OS. No air is passing. Right. Central sleep apnea is you're not even trying to breathe. That's right. The brain just never sent the there signal to your lungs to take a Hurry breath. Up, take a breath. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you just skip a signal. You, you just right. never get the signal. Yeah. And so there's no chest movement. And that's how they measure it is if right. the chest is moving or not moving in terms of up and down, rise and fall. Right. So how many, back to the question about CPAP though, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what percentage of your patients would you say it's the majority have tried CPAP? Mm. Okay. So let's talk business. Okay. Love it. You've been in business for a little longer than I have. So my business is I spend a lot on Google ads. Yeah. And I get a lot of people who just are tired. You get a lot of undiagnosed people. Undiagnosed people. And that's a lot yeah. harder to get to an oral appliance. I'll, I'll tell you. Go ahead. I'll tell you. We're getting better at that. Yeah. But that is a long, long haul. It's a long haul. And, and it's why we don't spend a lot personally on right. marketing to right. the public. Yes. Because. Yes. It's a process. But when you start a practice three months before COVID you, you, starts, you, gotta do you it. really have yeah. no choice. Yeah. I mean, I dropped Google ad spends for about two months during COVID and we got nothing. Yeah. We we dropped to like maybe three patients. Well, the cool thing about the the direct to consumer part of this yeah. is and 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 why Matthew and I really wanted to kind of do this is because mm -hmm. the awareness that's out there mm -hmm. yep, is the minimal. number of people that have sleep apnea. It's estimated that one out of five people have yeah. sleep apnea. Yeah, yes. absolutely. The number of people that have sleep apnea versus the number of people that have actually been tested for mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. is a huge divide there. Right. And and so we have what what people estimate as maybe 75 to 80, 85 percent mm -hmm. of the people that actually have sleep apnea yeah. have actually been tested and right. diagnosed right. with it because mm -hmm. they just never got a test. Uh -huh. Why haven't they got a test? Mm -hmm. They well, don't know. Their doctor hasn't screened yeah. them. Yeah. They're afraid of the CPAP. Yes. Mm -hmm. Ignorance is bliss. Yep. Um, they're afraid CPAP. Many of them, I don't want to do a test because if I get a test and I get diagnosed, they're going to put me on that machine. That's yeah. right. Okay. Exactly. Fear um, of that. For sure. I know my uncle was on that machine. He never used it. I mean, it is. It's in the closet. Yeah. You know, my, my background was selling, you know, ventilation and, and CPAP. And I can tell you that the numbers out there are staggering. I mean, there are unicorns out there like said zebra mm -hmm. there's unicorns out there like my daughter who loves her CPAP. Mm -hmm. she will wear it and follow her every night and she's young she's 16 again mm -hmm. i talked about my ex-wife having those issues my Good daughter has the same or my father who's just a stubborn old man who will just hook that thing on his face and just you know all night mm -hmm. but that's you know give or take we we, we believe that only 40% stay on CPAP. Mm -hmm. So there's another 60% out there that are not staying. And that's in the that's, first year. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. If so that's uh, after five years, it's 17% yeah. Yeah, yep, that are still right. wearing yep. their CPAP. Yep. yep. And, and so the, the number, the compliance rate is so low. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you're getting a lot of people from Google mm -hmm. or from, mm -hmm. you know, we heard about you. And what is that called? I might ask Handsome Dan that. Is that called click cert? Or what was that called when you paper, Google? Paper click. Paper. SEO. What does that mean? Pay-per-click. Search engine optimization. Thank you, handsome Dan. Yeah, sorry. So SEO, Google, pay-per-click, okay. AdWords. Right. 
So, so we're people just, see it and they the come word. in, mm-hmm. they're spreading the word, they're coming in and they're saying, I snore, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. So then you got to go through a testing process. Right. You use Dr. Wilson. We do. Yeah. Yeah. She's the best. She's, she's awesome. She's awesome. But most of the people I've, I will tell you. So another, another physician that we work with, mm-hmm. um, she had a patient say, well, of course, everybody you send to these sleep studies are going to end up with sleep apnea. She's like, because I'm suggesting that you get a sleep study because I'm the expert and I know you probably have sleep apnea. I'm sending you for a sleep study. And if you don't come back positive, then I didn't do my job. Right. I'm screening you because you probably have sleep apnea. So if my numbers are 95% of all people who are tested have sleep apnea, then I'm doing my job as a clinician to screen those patients and say, you need to get a sleep study. But think about what, what Brandon said to our audience, one out of five. Yeah. So who comes into your office but who is feeling tired? I mean, it, everybody it, gets a sleep study for me, and everybody awesome. that comes through. The, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. Yeah. If what I would miss, it hurt? if I miss one patient, if you have that's signs, awful. Of it's kind of like if. if but your personal experience with your nar- I mean, I I get it. You're like, I want to test every single. I, I I think that's good practice. Well, but this it's the false positive. It's like okay, you have sleep apnea, but I didn't test you, and I failed as a clinician. Gotcha. But I tested you. You tested negative. What harm was done? Right. No. What harm, harm was done? No yeah. harm. Yeah. No one, harm. One overnight yeah. test. It's a, it's Come an easy on. thing to easy. do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like in dentistry. I, I liken it to you see a suspicious lesion in the mouth. You're doing your exam. You mm-hmm. see some kind of ulceration on the tongue mm-hmm. or something, and you're mm-hmm. like, that doesn't look normal. I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. It could be cancer. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So. Ninety so, percent of the time, it's not. A lot of times, it's not. Mm-hmm. But in certain areas, a lot of times, it is. It is. And so. We got to know. We don't want to just be like, I don't know. Good luck. No, we're going to biopsy it, right? Right. And a patient would never question doing a biopsy to check and see if it's cancer. Mm -hmm. Because if it is, Mm -hmm. we're going to attack it. We're going to take care of it. We're going to treat it. And if it's not, no harm, no no foul. Right. Right. Now we know. Right. And and I think that's where we see if we see the warning signs. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. We should be testing patients. Yeah. If we see that they have comorbidities, we mm-hmm. see that they have the blood pressure, the the low testosterone, mm-hmm. the AFib, mm-hmm. you know, the depression, mm-hmm. the anxiety, any the, the daytime mm-hmm. sleepiness, all Absolutely. the things that are related to sleep apnea, why not test them? Why not? And it I think too, our I think us three share that passion. And part of the reason why our podcast is called Sleeping Around. Mm-hmm. And the goal of this is to let people be more aware of what Brennan just said, perfect. I mean, we treat this as serious as looking at cancer. Sleep is the number one thing that people don't even think about. You even said it. I just want to sleep in. People were telling me I wasn't feeling good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's why we're doing this. But absolutely, you started your business and, and you said 2019, obviously mm-hmm. things were kicking booty. Yeah. COVID yeah. hits. COVID hits. Mm-hmm. And then nothing and then we broke even again in march of 2021 <laughs> good good <laughs> so and now we are you know yeah, uh, yeah. by the time this goes to air it'll be october november mm-hmm. but which, so we're which will in be september. about a year from my divorce so okay okay I'll, I'll attribute half of that to to covid and the other half to personal yeah because, that happens because, too because right. man that takes a toll on you and yeah. if you can't if you can't be a leader in your business then right it so sort of just coasts Tell us now, what is your vision for Lucid, your there practice? You what is your vision? What's your long-term vision for the impact that your practices yeah, can yeah. have? So, um, you know, I've owned the practice now, I mean, 
two years really. Mm-hmm. Um, and about three months ago, I joined a group with Kent and Jeff. Who and, we just talked about. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. And you met at the round table. Right. So it, it's called AppsMe. And, um, okay. Can you spell that? A-P-Apps-Z-M-E. No, I'm not being Apps funny. Me. I apologize. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. I had to, I had to like. Okay. We will also Apps have me. a link to that in our YouTube mm-hmm. underneath. We'll have a link to show you about that. Yeah. As well. And so, uh, my two most favorite people in the whole world. Wait a second. Sleep. Uh, hold on. We need to stop. <laughs> Did you mean your two say, other uh-huh. besides other Brandon people. and I? <laughs> yeah. Well, sorry. sorry. No, it's my okay. Other two most no, you're no, good. You're um, good. Jeff's personal friend and Kent's just a leader in the industry, just amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so to learn from both of them, but in a very, very vulnerable and very mm. transparent way in the last three months has lit a fire under me to nice. really change the way I do processes and, um, and to have that support. And I think in dentistry, you know, I think the last statistic I heard was there's only 30 dentists nationwide that do only sleep apnea. Most of them are attached to a dental. Practice. Nope. They still drill and fill. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I want to say mm-hmm. that's actually a high number from what it's, I get yeah. from it's my interesting. statistics. Uh, they ran a, they ran a, uh, ref- uh, a study, a, a survey on the American Academy of Dental Sleep Medicine. This was a couple years back and there's 3,500 members or mm-hmm. 5,000 members of AADSM. Do you know the fun. number? It's mm-hmm. about 5,000 yep. members of AADSM. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the, the average number of appliances People treated, patients treated mm-hmm. per month mm-hmm. out of the 5,000 people. Guess what that was? I have no idea. Yep. Three? Three mm-hmm. people per month. So wow. this is the leading academy out there. And this yep. is just to show you how far we need to go yeah. and how far yeah. we not agree to with go. you more. Preach, Absolutely. brother. So there, there are Ugh. some Preach. that just dabble and they're members and they just do mm-hmm. one here or there. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. those that have the knowledge but don't treat it at all because they just haven't implemented it's it because habit. they're it's not implementers. Mm-hmm. Um, so very fair people and kudos to you again mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. Uh, grabbing the bull by the horns mm-hmm. yeah. and and taking this on because that's what I did and mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. and I try to help others do that because yeah. I want to mm-hmm. have a bigger impact. I have this vision of right. how many people out there that we can impact yeah. and, and improve their mm-hmm. lives. Mm-hmm. Do you think about that ever? Do you think about how many patients do you want to treat? How many yeah. patients like when it's all said and done 10 years from now? Well, how many at, lives do you want to improve? I don't, know, I don't know the statistics, but think about how many people have sleep apnea. Yeah. It's a hell of a lot more than Millions. have oral appliances. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think with, with the stats for Somnomed when I went to the, the last conference was 144,000 devices made in a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. That's it. What's out of, our, the, what's out our population? of the 40 million that 40 have million. sleep apnea. Yeah. 40 million that makes that have sleep apnea. Even in, in your area alone. Yeah. So we're talking about uh, the San Antonio area. There's probably 2 million mm-hmm. apnics mm-hmm. walking around that aren't treated. And it's getting worse and worse every yep. year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, no, I don't think that there's. My goal as a clinician is not to just have the secret sauce and hold it to myself. Good for you. It's, you know what? Every right. person that's out there that wants to learn it and wants to implement it, right. you've got to dedicate some time to it, mm-hmm. a staff member to it. If you want mm-hmm. to do it as a dentist, you're not going to do it alone. You've got to have right. somebody dedicated to help you make that change and that shift. Yeah. And that's where I feel like this group that I've joined, that's their push. It's and let's it, get it out there. And there's like this tie with people who feel what us three feel. Mm-hmm. I've been very passionate about breathing since 1999. And I know it sounds I'm glad funny. you breathe every day. I know it sounds funny. I'm very passionate about breathing. And um, I think 
the reason my calling was into this field, even though I'm on the sales aspect, is to save everybody's life. So when I meet people like you guys, Kent Smiths of the world, I just thank them. I mean, I I really believe, and Brandon, to your point, and for our audience, um, you're saving lives. What you guys are doing. um, And marriages, just maybe not our own. Yeah. (laughs) We're not saving any marriages, us three. We're not the best examples. But I really do believe we're saving lives on my side of it, on your side of it. And one of the big reasons the podcast is here Mm -hmm. is that we want people to breathe. Have fun. Obviously, have relationships, but um, it's important. And what Brandon's question to you is I do believe, and maybe with this new venture that you're with Kent and Jeff, mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about, if you can, yeah, what yeah. that vision is for the bigger mission. I mean, or there's the, just salt of the earth people. And I was lucky to meet them in 2019. But is it just a process for you or is it something that can go out? That, no, that's my question. No, it's something that can go out. I don't okay. know that we're there yet. It's, okay. It's... We're figuring it out. It's, okay, cool. It's, it's cool. the pro. So there's a process, okay. and we have to deal with insurance. Yep. Health insurance is gotcha. the highest. Oh, it's the ho- most horrible burden for all of dentists to understand. So watch this. So to yeah. our viewers, this will be a common theme. Yes. On every, every one podcast. of our podcasts yes. that has to it's do like, with. Oh, yeah, I guarantee it. And we're, we're going to take care of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's another yeah. one of our goals. Because most dentists are used to billing a certain way with dental insurance, right. and medical insurance is an entirely different beast, right. and they don't do medical dentists don't diagnose and they don't believe in billing diagnosis what do you got you got some i feel like you're gonna share yeah this is good yeah i just want to make sure i'm not talking over our Mm. wonderful guest here so i was was letting her finish sorry but yeah go ahead man now i forgot damn it (laughs) really no so it's it's the my name's matthew it's not good to meet you it's not damn okay um insurance we're talking about insurance Insurance. yeah and insurance companies aren't helping either as mm-hmm. premiums go up, deductibles mm-hmm. go up, mm-hmm. it gets more expensive for the consumer, for the right. patients as well. Mm-hmm. I, I still think, and I still see at least patients that want it, find a way to get it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we are in network. We work mm-hmm. with many insurances. So I mean, we. Yeah. we work with, yeah. we're, we're in network with Cigna, Aetna, United Healthcare, Oscar, uh, Blue Cross. I mean, and, so. and one more time. So Brandon's business will also be part of, it'll be the link below. It'll also be down there in the Austin area and other areas. Yeah. So I, I think what you're doing is just amazing. Me Tiffany. too. And um, I, I know, I, I know we've got to, you know, wrap up here. We're running up on time and, and it's been so, so neat to hear your story though. And, and I really appreciate the, from the heart, the personal experience that you dealt with with sleep. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I knew you had this story to tell, but I didn't know all the details. And so it was fun to hear it. And, um, and I can see now why that passion shines through and what you're doing for your patients. And I just want to say thank you again. Thank you for what you do for your patients. Thank you for what you do for the industry. Absolutely. Thank you for what you do for dental sleep medicine. Uh, but most of all, thanks for, uh, being here with us tonight and sharing your story. It's been really fun to listen to. It is. And yeah. again, we're going to have Tiffany's, uh, sorry, Dr. Stratton's business, Lucid Below. Mm-hmm. We will have everything connected to our YouTube and our social media. We're and also going to have uh, on our website, we'll have the taste of the week. That's right. And, and so we'll talk about our Texas red wine That's uh, right. from Fat Ass Winery. That's right. And uh, I think I outdrank these guys. I, I, You know, you might have. That's all right. But you were supposed to cheers us. So how we end every episode. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I ruined it.
Tiffany, thank you for sleeping around with Dr. Brandon and Matthew. Thank you. Really Cheers. do appreciate your friendship, and I love what you do. Thank, thank you. you. Cheers. Cheers. When the sun goes down and the moon is high, we'll be chasing stars to the morning light. Come on, fly with me.